This is Tiger Cats post game on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. Outscored twenty to six in the second half. Hamilton Tiger Cats record dropping to four and ten. Alouettes improved to six and seven with a twenty-three to sixteen victory. This is Tiger Cats post game. I'm Bubba O'Neill along with Andy Fantuz. And again, Andy, we're leaving Montreal with a sour taste in our mouth. We sure are. It's a game that could have been won and should have been won, but too many, too much undisciplined, too many penalties. I mean, 12 penalties, 130 yards, plus all that hidden yardage that we talk so much about. You can't be winning football games like that. And in the second half, it was kind of a, a, a completely flipped game from the first half where really Montreal controlled the clock. Hamilton had their chances, had a couple drop passes, but those penalties just kept kept crushing them. And of course, the, the two turnovers, the turnover on downs at, at third and two around midfield, and then the fumble when they were uh, when the Ticats were trying to tie the game up at the end. Here in the Tiger Cats post game, we will have exclusive access to the coaching room. We will check in with Coach Orlando Steinauer as presented by Access Storage. We'll talk to a player also presented by Access Storage, our performer of the game, uh, presented by Hercules Tire. Right on our strength, we'll name them. And then we'll go with a round table. We'll bring in the boys from the broadcast booth, RJ and Luke, to discuss and break down what we saw today. And... Look to the future because the the Tiger Cats are still mathematically alive in the postseason race, but they certainly made things tougher on themselves. Um, second half control, I think you talked about it, Andy, is that the, the Alouettes and their second down conversions, when it mattered the most, it, it just didn't seem like Mark Washington's defense had a lot of answers. No, I didn't. It was very strange because it seemed like the Montreal offense just continued going to the well of the out routes. And there were, whether they were wide open or they were just, Trevor was throwing a jump ball up for his big tall receivers, it just seemed to work time and time again. And they didn't really have an answer for that. So it was, uh, yeah, it was difficult. It was, it was frustrating to watch because it seemed like as soon as they got close, that they would get their backs broken again by another second down conversion. And uh, for the Hamilton side, in the first half, eight for 10 second down conversions. In the second half, only three for eight. So big difference in their offensive production. I mean, Dane, Dane finished with 22 for 29 for 288. Those are respectable stats uh, for sure. And that's including a couple drop passes by his receivers. But just too many penalties, too much lack of discipline, and, and just uh, on the defensive side, they didn't really have any answer for Trevor Harris and, and those uh, Montreal receivers. Running game, certainly a factor for the Tiger Cats, and we'll name him, we'll name Wes Hills, our performer of the game, presented by Hercules Tire, right on our strength. 10 carries, 61 yards, a touchdown, his first career in the CFL two receptions for 19 yards he certainly adds a different dynamic to that Tiger Cats offense and I mean some would say could have used him a little more <laughs> yeah it was strange that they didn't go back to him when they got down to the two yard line there um, and ended up having to kick a nine yard field goal so uh, yeah he was he was a difference maker every time he got in there you know you're not typically look, looking at a Hamilton offense as a, a ground and pound team but 
Every time he touched the ball, it was electric. He had 10 carries for 61 yards uh, and that touchdown, but consistently breaking tackles. He also had a nice 24-yard screen pass um, where they got we got the team out of a jam, backed up after a penalty in their own end zone at the, at the five-yard line, excuse me. So he, he was a difference maker every time he touched the ball, and it would have been nice to see him get more involved. Talked about the penalties and certainly what an issue that was. And, I mean, I, I think it at the end of the day, discipline will be the issue and that will be the question that is asked. A lot of them were like hard effort ones, maybe trying too hard. I mean, you go into, you go into halftime and you know that the penalties have already been an issue and already been hindering you and you dominate the first half yet you're only up by one score. You would think that that would be an emphasis uh, uh, both from the players and the coaches. And sometimes when you try harder, like you said, that things just go worse and you just gotta really do your own job. Just don't worry about everyone else. Don't overextend yourself. Uh, and, and that seemed to be the situation today. From our vantage point, a lot of those penalties on the run plays and in the kicking game weren't obvious to, you know, watching it on the screen. Um, so it, it's going to be one of those one of those situations where I have to go back and watch the film and see where where they were. But um, regardless, just 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 shooting yourself in the foot time and time again. It's going to be tough to win ball games. Let's go from two to four and bring in R.J. Broadhead and Luke Tasker into the broadcast. And Luke, I got to throw this one to you because it's very receiver related. The Keandre Smith turnover, which uh, was ultimately the backbreaker in this contest, turnover on the 47-yard line of the Montreal Alouettes. I think from what I got from you in the broadcast is that didn't need to happen. No, not at all. I mean, you just don't have to. You don't have to stretch out there, and it's that's a young player thing. I mean, you all, everyone wants to do that when you're a kid. That's what you do. You stretch. You stretch out for the extra yardage. Everyone thinks that's. In a, in a, and there are times and there are field positions where it's appropriate, um, and that was just not one of them. And, you, and it, it's just a progression of like football IQ and and, and football mature, maturity. And it has nothing to do with with a guy's you know desire to make the play. Like you said, Bubba. Sometimes that it comes just right from there that you actually really want to make that play. But but that, but the savviness of, of of a championship team of veteran players knows that that you just can't. You have to double double arm iron cross the ball in that situation. In fact, it's actually more important that you do not do that than a normal play. And this team right now, you know, and with a what is now back to I guess a negative 23 turnover ratio after tonight's game, you know, they're they're just not they're not there where they're making that those decisions. Uh, in, at, at, the, at crucial moments, uh, and they certainly have to be if they're going to uh, make a run for this postseason. Yeah, it's a lesson that you're going to learn as a receiver, right? I mean, yes. you, you said it. You, you're in a position where you need a touchdown, and it was a first down play. You already have first down yardage on top of that, so getting an extra half a yard, one extra yard when you're at the 40-yard line is just completely... Uh, quite frankly, pointless. It's just more about the clock and securing the ball. And he, you know, he had a rough game, both both that play and 
at least two penalties that I counted on Keandre. And after the big week here with his first touchdown the week before against Winnipeg, uh, very disappointing for, for him. Yeah, and you know, that it was, would have been an absolutely amazing catch in the end zone there and, and uh, uh, to, to have gone up on, uh, by, by a touchdown. That, and that's not what, what uh, came about, you know, not really to blame there. That really would have been fantastic. But I remember, I remember my first ever fumble as a tie cat, and it never, I never forgot it, and I, because it came back to me at moments in other games like that, and and that's that's what it is to be a young receiver. You do you do learn from experiences like that. RJ, I'm gonna throw this to you here because Tiger Town's gonna talk about it, and we can't avoid it. Uh, second down and goal from the two yard line, and we talk about the drop in the corner of the end zone there by Keandre Smith. It appeared to me, and I'm sure to many others out there, West Hills was going. Yeah. And uh, maybe you run the football there. Did, did were you? I was expecting yeah. a run. No, I'm, I'm with you, Bubba. They 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 weren't stopping West Hills. He was getting about five yards a gain, and then from the three, a couple of cracks at it. You never know. It's easy to second guess. If that's a touchdown in the end zone, we're not talking about that. So it's uh, it, hindsight is is a good yet horrible thing when when the decisions don't work out as uh, as you hope exclusive access we do have to the coaching room time to check in with coach o as presented by access storage coach uh just a real tough second loss in montreal but certainly the effort level incredible in this contest yeah i'm extremely pleased with the the effort uh, that's usually not in question uh, I've very seldom turned on a tape uh, this year uh, I don't even remember where the effort wasn't high the execution wasn't uh, where it needed to be and uh, pretty disappointed and just some of the penalties we took pretty disappointing coach it seemed like we didn't really have an answer for for the out routes uh, a lot of a lot of plays to Eugene and, and Reggie White uh, seemed to be a consistent, you know, a consistent offensive scheme in the second half that 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 continued to get first downs. Um, can you just speak a little bit about the, uh, you know, the the <laughs> what do you call it? Like the uh, just how that how that went and how 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 you felt on defense. Well, it's the out routes don't bother me. We got to keep them out of the end zone. Right, I thought we gave ourselves a chance there. Um, you know, the, how the yards come. I mean, you're never going to give up, uh, you know, zero yards. Um, there's some plays that needed to be made out there um, so that they weren't getting into those situations. Um, yeah, credit them. They did uh, They did convert. And I'd have to look at the film, to be honest with you, uh, to know exactly the ones you're referencing. I do understand uh, they were completing a few of those. But, you know, though, that's fine. If it's, if we got to find a way to knock down those touchdowns balls. I thought we had a great stand down there late, but uh, wasn't good enough, period. Coach, a lot of back and forth uh, in the quarterback, uh, quarterbacking throughout the season. Dane Evans coming off his best, the best game of his career, and then, you know, tonight, you know, I'm not sure that quarterback play really, uh, you know, had anything to do with that loss. I mean, can you speak to just sort of uh, Dane Evans? And it seemed to me like he everything was working out for him tonight, but uh, didn't didn't uh, pan out in the win. Yeah, I, th I thought he played solid 
you know, I thought he did an outstanding job. I mean, we got behind the sticks a couple times, taking a shot on first and 10. You know, we'd like to come away with, you know, one or two of those deep balls. But uh, for the most part, he, he did a decent job and, and took care of it, ran when he needed to, took what the defense gave him. So, um, and I mean, th- I really felt confident on that last drive that uh, we were heading for something, something great. And, uh, yeah, the unfortunate fumble there. You can't, when you want to win games, especially on the road and in big games, you can't uh, you can't lose the turnover battle. Orlando, it's RJ here. Uh, Eugene Lewis, you held him to one reception and three yards in the in the opening half, and he, he's been so good against the Tiger Cats. I think a lot of fans thought you, you had him figured out. What, what changed in the second half? Is it just as simple as he's a great player and, and got open? Well, it's part of that is how many times they targeted him too, right? So, you know, they were they moved him around a little bit, didn't keep him out just at X. Um, he is a, you know, he's, he's an outstanding player, but, you know, we got outstanding players also. So, you know, credit them for making the plays. And, and we didn't make, we made a lot of plays. We just didn't make timely plays consistently is, is how I would sum it up. Um, oh, okay. Oh, um, just uh, Rodney Randall Jr. Do you have any update on his injury? Yeah, so obviously um, it was serious enough to where they took some precautionary measures to take him off. Um, obviously, they, they made sure his neck was still, but he did have some feeling in his hands and whatnot. But um, I do not have an update at this current time. But there was uh, he was speaking and he did have um, uh, his had movement in his hands. Yeah, good to hear the. Uh... Coach, the, the, the third and two, I mean, I was excited to, to see your staff uh, give Dane Evans a chance to make that play. The call seemed right to me. Can you just talk me through the decision? And um, obviously the, the, the chains did not move there, but what gave you the thought to make that happen? Well, I just thought we, we, had, we had the win and we knew we had a play. They had been playing, you know, uh, a certain type of way on us and, you know, it wasn't, uh, it's not like we were backed up in our own end. Um, so, you know, we felt confident we would get it there and um, we needed to try to stay on the field. Like we're playing to win and and uh, we didn't get it, but that didn't have any outcome in the, in the ball game. Coach, we had, the whole game was in front of us. Coach, one last thing here. Uh, you're coming home, week off, focused on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and you're gonna need that home crowd to, to rock the house here and you guys to go out there and perform. Yeah, that's our job. We're we're paid to perform, and uh, there'll be no there'll be no quitting Hamilton. I'll tell you that. Uh, definitely disappointed in this one. Uh, thought that uh, definitely a winnable game for us, but again, I'm never going to take credit away from from the other team. But uh, focus will remain on ourselves, and we'll look forward to coming home and uh, and uh, in front of our fans and and uh, handling uh, our business against Saskatchewan. Coach O, thanks for joining us. Uh, safe drive and ride back home, and uh, we look forward to our next game in a couple of weeks. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Exclusive access to the coaching room. Head coach Orlando Steinauer giving us the honest truth on this evening's 23-16 loss to the Montreal Alouettes, dropping them to 4-10. and and uh, now it's it's time to actually start to look forward, guys. It's, uh, like I said, getting down to the nitty-gritty, RJ. And the, the, the margin now for error is getting more and more small here. Absolutely it is. And all of a sudden, Montreal is within two points of first place in the East, four points ahead of Hamilton. They still have a game in hand. So 
we've been talking so long about finishing in the top two in the East Division, but after the bye week, it will be by far the most important game of the season for the Tiger Cats when the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are at Tim Hortons Field. Now the Tiger Cats need a little bit of help. They need the Riders to not win any more games. They have to win that game against the Riders at Tim Hortons Field because for the crossover, it has to be outright more points by that West Division team. So the Tiger Cats kind of have to look at that and hope that they can catch the Riders at 12 points. Riders don't win anymore, and they can control that on October the 7th at Tim Hortons Field by getting that victory against Saskatchewan, and then three teams from the East could make the playoffs. It, it's pretty much a divisional game. It's like an East versus really East game yeah. uh, with Sask. And, you know, the bye week um, is going to be, I think, well-timed and important for the Ticats. A lot of injuries, uh, a lot of position groups who are, who are you know, looking not like, not like they were planned to, and we'll see how much, uh, how much good this bye can do in getting some of those guys back. Yeah, second place is looking, looking bleak in the yep. East. I mean, uh, Toronto's has five less losses than Hamilton. So and only six games left. So with the tiebreaker, that would mean that well they can't get first anymore. Yeah, it's so. It, and then with with Montreal, they have three less losses than Hamilton and the tiebreaker. So expecting them to lose every single game is is uh, well that, that that'd be tough. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, our performer of the game is mentioned as presented by Hercules Tire. Right on our strength is Wes Hills. 10 carries, 61 yards. His first CFL touchdown, two receptions for 19 yards. He joins us here on the post-game show as uh, with exclusive access from Access Storage. Wes, thanks for uh, joining us. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, just what do you a little observation on tonight's loss? I think you guys were out there grinding as hard as you could. And just come up a wee bit short. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, man, we just didn't get the job done. You know, um, we fought and clawed, but uh, we just got to find a way to be better. Find a way to take this by weeks, you know, and reassess some things. And, you know, get back on this winning track. Wes, it seems like since David Beard got there, there's the protection of the quarterbacks been solid, as well as uh, getting some movement at the line to create some holes for yourself and the other running backs. Can you just speak a little bit of what, what he's brought into the team? Uh, Davis has brought, or Beard, I should say, has brought, man, an insane energy coming in. Um, and as you can see, man, he's great at his job. You know, he's a real leader. A lot of guys, you know, follow behind him and learn from him and vice versa. Uh, he's a great, great piece the team added here. And, you know, as you can see, man, we're having a lot of success protecting the quarterback and, you know, being able to run this ball. So, um, you know, he plays a huge part in that. Wes, congrats on your first uh, CFL touchdown. Can you talk us through a little bit about that play uh, that got you in the end zone? Um, it's a bittersweet feeling, man. You know, um, we didn't win. And that for me, man, that's the most important thing, you know. Wes, uh, every time I watch you in practice, uh, you stand out. So I'm, I'm thrilled you're getting an opportunity in there. Um, and I always say it when I'm calling the game, it seems like one defender can't bring you down. They, they, it has to be multiple defenders. Is that how you feel when you're running, that one guy isn't going to be able to tackle you? Yeah, that's exactly how I feel, man. Um, you know, out there running a ball, you know, I, I like to be physical. I like to be, uh, 
you know, set the tone, set the pace of the game. Um, for me, you know, it's it's it has to be one, it has to be more. It can't be one if it's one. I'm not doing my job, you know. Um, I just gotta find a way to, you know, break those long ones. You know, just keep building up, stacking days. Wes, at the end of the game, what did the coach say to you guys here? I mean, this was such a, an emotionally draining game in so, in so many ways. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, man, we got to be better. We got we to gotta self-reflect. You know, the coaches can't do everything. Um, we just got to find ways to, 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 to keep the momentum going and get the ball rolling. So we, we just got to sit back, reassess the things, man, get back and fight, you know? He is our performer of the game. It's presented by Hercules Tire. Ride on her strength. Wes Hills, thanks for joining us. Safe drive uh, and ride back home. And uh, we look forward to talking in a couple of weeks as you get ready for the Rough Riders here at oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Thanks, guys. I appreciate this opportunity to talk to you, man. Have a good one. Thank you very much. Exclusive post-game interview with Hills. Presented by Access Storage. And guys, again, look, you got to look forward from here on in. Really no reason to look back. This is a tough loss. And I think, I think, Andy, you kind of brought this up earlier, is that this was going to be a three-horse race in the East for a tie, for a playoff position. And the way, when we look out of the, the Ticats realm of things, the Rough Riders are struggling. And this is the perfect time to meet this team. It is, and, and you talk about any must-wins in the regular season, this is a must win, it, it, it truly is. The Rough Riders, you're gonna need them to continue to stumble down the stretch uh, in order to, to secure third place because they do have uh, an extra win, two extra wins than you have right now. So it's gonna be um, one of those scenarios where you're gonna have to put a few wins together and, and hope that Saskatchewan not only you have to beat them, and then not, not only that, but they lose uh, a couple more on top of that. Can we review your car star three keys to victory? Yeah, I'll be the first to admit. I mean, it didn't seem like my first two keys came into factor today. Uh, first one was QB sacks, and there was only one sack in the game. It was for Montreal, so Hamilton did lose that battle. Um, both O-lines did a great job of, of giving enough time to the quarterbacks, and the quarterbacks looked crisp. We expected that. Uh, wasn't a lot of second and longs other than penalty caused uh, situations. So um, Montreal did win that one. The, my second key was 40 plus yard plays, and there were a couple 30 plus yard plays in the first half. But the only the only play over 40 yards was the pass interference challenge that Coach O ended up winning. So again. Uh, not really a factor in that one, and, and the turnover battle ended up being the ultimate factor where Hamilton lost 0-2, to two, two turnovers from Montreal, and uh, just just crushing. The coach said it. When you have that many penalties and you turn the ball over, it's tough to be, it's tough to win any games. Luke, when you look at it, can I go back to that same question I threw to RJ about these second down or second down and goal situation from the two-yard line and the decision to throw that corner to uh, Keandre Smith and not give the ball to Hills? Yeah, um, I was expecting West Hills to, to have that carry as well. That said, you know, Hamilton is, is a passing first offense and I just, I just, it didn't seem to me and of course we could review it again and take and, and analyze this more but it didn't seem to me like Dane had more than one option there you know it was a it was a protection heavy play 
and nearly an incredible catch, you know, uh, but not what I expected after West Hills drove all the way down the field. Um, and that's that's certainly one of the lingering questions from this game. You know, I just I can't help but look at not only the turnovers, uh, which has been an ongoing story, but also just the penalties just were was really mostly disappointing to me in a game where I thought I thought the quarterback play from Hamilton was good enough to win the game, which how many times this year where it's it's been the opposite. It's been like that, you know, the, the, the struggles and the injuries at the quarterback position across the board, Dane, Matt Schiltz, everybody has been one of the biggest issues. Well, tonight, I thought Dane Evans did exactly what he should do. You have drops from receivers and, and penalties and, and then turnovers and, you know, uh, still closing in at the end of the game uh, with a chance on it and really disappointed for these guys who are now in a very difficult spot uh, going into their last four games. Last one to you there, RJ. I mean, again, tough situation. The As we talked about, the margin of, uh, of error now so, so small. Um, coming off, I thought, two good performances. You get the one win, you get the one loss. I guess, what are these guys going to do in a bye week right now? Well, I will say that since the Ticats Audio Network has been in existence, the Tiger Cats <laughs> Here we go. Have, Great start. have never <laughs> lost after a bye week. Now, leave out that it's been four games after right. five weeks in the two years the Ticats Audio Network has been around, but it, <laughs> it did work out. Here's here's what I'm looking at with the schedule. So it's a bye week for Hamilton next week. Saskatchewan's in Winnipeg. And you know Winnipeg's going to be ornery after coming to Tim Hortons Field and losing. Then Saskatchewan the following week is here, is in Hamilton. Big game. Saskatchewan then has a home-and-home home against Calgary. Hamilton's remaining games, that one against Saskatchewan, they're in Calgary, and then a home-and-home home against Ottawa. And, guys, we haven't talked about Ottawa. They play Toronto tomorrow. If they win that game, they're tied with the Tiger Go Cats. Argos! <laughs> like, unbelievable. I can't believe I'm saying that. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that nuts? RJ, Luke, Andy, fantastic broadcast tonight. Unfortunately, we don't come up with the victory tonight. Hamilton Tiger Cats defeated 23-16 at Percival Molson Stadium. Thank you for listening, fans, and for the many hands that put this broadcast together. Thank you so very much. For Andy Fantuz and the rest of the boys, I'm Bubba O'Neill. The Thai Cats, as I said, got that bye week, so we're back in the air in two weeks when the Saskatchewan Rough Riders come to the donut box on Friday, October the 7th. We're on the air at 6.30 with the Tiger Cats pregame as presented by Journey Rewards. And you've got it all on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Have a great evening.